around, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, and with me today is Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. I play Tacoma Dome, and he is still hungry. <laughs> Fuck! You had two sheets that you could have read and taken your time, but you chose instead to not. It is on the sheet. It is. And Jessica Ty. Hello, everybody. I am Jessica, and I play Fat Billy. And I, Jessica, still have bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> This is the same night as we record last time. <laughs> and Fat Billy still does not have bronchitis. Uh, he... Um, <clears throat> Great. Wonderful. Just read one thing. <laughs> and they already know. Hey, guys, I have a wisdom of plus one. There we go. I bet you didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Paul Oppers. Hi, uh, I'm playing Ving, the druid half-elf human guy uh, who needs everyone to hold his power and is hung like a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Sean, you made us do this. <laughs> is this on? Whatever. It, is, was everyone... Is that how do you spell there? zebra? <laughs> Does, is, needs everyone to hold his power, his new bond? Yeah, there's a bond. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he, uh, he needs everyone know, to need, hold his like, power. When something's extreme. I think I added that when uh, Abdul helped him with that fire mishap. Oh, yeah. cool. So big, big, big stuff. He really needs the, the family all involved. It's a family time. Holding hands. Cool. Yeah. Just yep. like that one scene in... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That scene where family ends up being the solution. Yeah. When we last left our heroes, they had encountered yet again Mender Maggie Cole, formerly known as the gangster Muckraker, Sweet Caroline the Orc, also Mender, Cartwin St. Ange, also Mender, and uh, Mears Falsmith, brand new Mender. Uh, he's got a sword now, and he is psyched about it. You had reunited and sort of given the Menders the rundown on what happened between Mudlark and now. And seemingly against her better judgment, but for reasons her own, uh, Maggie Cole has agreed to allow you to remain in possession of Perel's Wardstone box uh, and deliver it to the vault, which is where... What? Where is the vault? I thought you told us. No, I, I was wondering that last time. We didn't no, yeah, ever know. Yeah, we haven't actually discussed it. it. Do we mm. think it's in another principality? Firefields. Yeah? Firefields principality? I don't know. We haven't done that one. What are the other ones? Uh, Well, Paul came up with the Firefields principality, which is sort of a 
West Coast Pacific Ocean like volcanic area. Is What's that? Up? And that I think we've talked about is where vert grass is, oh. uh, the hometown of <gasps> Etienne Boggins. Summertime vacation. Uh, so yeah, that the Firefields Principality, and then the other two I left up to you, Jessica, and you, Wes. Uh, but we never sort of got around to it. Well then, let's go to the Firefields. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. To the fire. All right. So uh, and Maggie has left you in the care of brand new mender Mears Falsmith, who has been inducted into the menders and taught their ways and given the information. Pro- you guys will probably need a, at least a night because you realize you are extremely hungry. Oh. Yeah, and should I like, reload up all my HPs and stuff? Um, yeah, we'll say that you spend a night at Cartwin's apartment, sort of on bed rolls, uh, resting up. So all your hit points back up to normal. Uh, Ving, you and I talked about how Ving's crystal hand affliction mm-hmm. uh, is going to give you an sort of ongoing debility to your dexterity. So your dexterity is functionally zero. Your your modifier is, is basically zero right now until you find a way to heal your hands of this crystal infection. Is uh, is Cartoon a healer at all? Uh, she is technically. Yeah. Can you do anything about this mess? She spends a while looking at your hands and sort of inspecting them and rubbing them with ver- with various oils. And she says, take a picture, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cartman has some like fucking repressed sexual. Whatever. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> it's, it's for sure she's horny for Shethane. Yeah, she's just like I mean, whatever. I miss that. You dick. know, I uh, <clears throat> was him for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey. I was in the spirit world for what felt like forever. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, it felt like 69 months. <laughs> she shakes her head. She says, I... We, Billy yeah. and Tuck are like watching this from the other side of the room and like quietly high five <laughs> when he says... This. Can we Tuck be doing six with his fingers and Billy's doing nine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tuck has I've to... been in there for, and then Ving looks over at sixty nine. <laughs> Tuck, has to, Tuck has to adjust my fingers to make sure I'm holding up nine. He hasn't learned this many. Beautiful. You, you're making jokes, and she's like, "Shethane was a a dear friend of mine, and uh, I don't fully understand what happened to him, and I don't know if I will, but I can tell you a little bit about it if you want to know." Yeah, I would love to know. Yeah, he stayed behind. Uh, he needed to find the woman that he loved, the only woman that he ever loved. And he said that he thinks that he can help her on the inside. And he was doing it for his child. She gives you that sort of like quiet, rueful like laugh and shake of the head. She says, well, maybe he'll find what he needs this time. Anyways, I've I've taken a good look at what's going on here and I've I've applied every sort of expertise and and experience I have to what's going on with your hands here, but I don't think I can help you. I'm sorry. Do you know anybody that might? Uh hmm. Have you ever seen anything like this? I haven't. I've seen people afflicted by spirits before, but I don't know what happened here. Maybe you being a shapeshifter the way you are, the way that the spirits interacted with your physical body in the spirit realm. It's just outside my sphere of experience. 
What about that Master Boda guy? Oh, would he know? Would he know anything about this? Master Boda? Yeah, he's a, he's a druid that I, <gasps> I learned from. Where is he? I wish I knew, but... It's probably taking a too long shower, you know, the way Master Boda does. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even sound like masturbation. Are you yeah, kidding it me? Wait, it sounds exactly like How old like are you? Ma- whatever. <laughs> Master Boda. Master Boda. Language, Billy. <laughs> uh, she says, I met him on a mountainside outside the principalities. Mm-hmm. 40 years ago 50 years ago in the in the firefields no closer to the closer to the great forest Mm. so if you can track him down there sometime i don't know maybe he can help or i don't know maybe they'll fall off i don't know jesus yeah thanks what the fuck your bedside manner is crazy i say this from across the room i'm not a doctor (laughs) no you're not i'm a painter Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah! We're, Get off my back! This is terrible. We shouldn't be asking for medical advice. <laughs> Thank you for realizing that. <laughs> we forgot what you were. We were in the spirit world for an indeterminate amount of time, yeah. and also Ving has never met you. Great, great, great! Hi, I'm Ving. Hi, Cartwin. <laughs> nice to meet you, Cartwin Saint Ange. Nice to meet you. Sorry, what's your last name? Saint Ange. Oh, enchanté. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, uh, you know what? Get some rest. And um, I, when, while this exchange is happening, I lean over to Billy and I'm like, I love watching Ving talk to women because it's like watching a fucking train wreck. Train wreck. Train wreck is uh, a band. A band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That literally one of their members dies every time they perform. Oh my god. Why do they still perform? It's for the love of the music and also because they hate some of their band members. Wow. There's nothing I don't even you... know what time of day it is. <laughs> the environment wasn't set up. It was just like, you guys stayed over. I'm like, but what time is it? You can't tell in a mall. It's like a casino. <sighs> I guess so. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, when you when you came to, um, you saw through the like hole in the wall, hole in the wall, because there's windows above. There's like a glass ceiling above. Uh, that the light was. Oh come on, guys! <laughs> the way the light was filtering through, you assumed it was about, or it was around like late afternoon. And as you talked, the light grew dimmer, and it's now nighttime. Is it dark? Yes. So. You guys are looking at your hands, and we're trying to sleep over here. <laughs> we are in sleeping bags watching this happen. <laughs> Still in Cartwin's apartment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We are sleeping in the ground of Cartwin's apartment. Everything. There's like a, a fire in the middle that I built out of her broken wicker furniture, <laughs> which she put out immediately. Yeah, the wicker burns so fast. It's actually uh, the hole in the wall. Is, is it repaired with the armor he destroyed? <laughs> I should say, yeah, the armor got wrecked for sure, but the apartment's a lot cleaner than you remember it being when you uh, went in. How long were we down for? That's a good question. Who, do you ask somebody about that? Yeah, we yell it from across the Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're just wondering. Hey, we're over here watching your flirtatious interaction. Flirtatious? Uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, we're, and we were wondering, what, how long were we in the spirit world for? 
Uh, it's been three months. What? No. Yeah. Oh. What? Did it feel like more or less? Uh, it felt a lot less. So yeah, Cartwin says yeah. It's been a. It's been three months since we put you under. Whoa. Yeah. How long have I been dead for? You were dead for uh, like a week before that. Anyway, <laughs> can I get you anything? Yeah. <gasps> Billy covers his what eyes. What are you doing? Pointing at my peen. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go to my oh, room. So crude. And I'm going to close the door. Can I roll for a peen look? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. So Cartwin gets up and she goes to her room and she closes her door very pointedly. And uh, Tuck, Billy, and Ving, you're left in the main room of Cartwin's apartment to go to sleep for the night. What? It, this was a sleepover, yeah. everyone? Yeah, Mears also sleeps in the apartment. Maggie and Carolyn go somewhere else. and um, But they all come. Everybody's there in the morning to sort of see you off. And Maggie comes up to the three of you and Mears and says, okay, so it's 10 days to the vault. It should only take you 10 days to get there. Okay. Walking, camping, walking, camping, maybe stopping in a town to resupply and then continuing on. Yes, Billy. I have a question. I walk very slow. Can we double this to 20 days or 30 days because my legs are very short? Oh my god. Please. Maybe we can get you a cart. How no. about that? No, I need the exercise. Okay. Let's Call it twenty days. Twenty days, oh not God. bad. That's okay. pretty good, Wiggle, Billy. Yeah. But I'll speed walk, and we get what, five gold a day. You were saying? <sighs> I have given Mears a small amount of money to cover some expenses. Some. Yes, she hefts up a bag. She says, "This has enough food." Once she thinks, twenty days, Ugh. and she puts down that bag and grabs another bag and shovels some more like packets into it. She's like, "Now this has enough food." For 20 days, for the four of you, three of you, you don't eat, right? I don't need to eat. Spectacular. Those Lunchables? <laughs> this is enough food <laughs> to get you to the vault. And then from there, you can resupply if necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If after 20 days, I do not hear that that box is in that vault, I will come for you. Billy, yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just a lot of questions that aren't being answered. Mm -hmm. Like, one, are they lunchables? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that, yes, there are ones specifically for lunch, but they're all for the same meal. So, sort of depends on when you eat them. Is there anything special we need to do at the vault? Is there anything no. we need to do a special Is there, to show them? Yeah. There will be. Are they expecting us? They are expecting you. They've been expecting you for three and a half months. Well, though that delay of three, mo three months was mostly Cartwin's fault. Cartwin goes, <laughs> you fucked up the spirit thing. Ooh. It took a lot of time and we're not, no blame is being assigned. You literally just assigned blame to me. It's true. Listen, what he means is we aren't mad at you, but it's your fault. <laughs> 
Uh, Cartwin says, I'm not even going to begin to explain why goes, it... <laughs> she stops talking. She just looks so exhausted. You look she... tired. Maggie turns to Mears and says, Mears, I'm sure that you can already see all of the ways that this can go wrong. I am counting on you to attempt to wrangle these three in any way necessary. His eyes are wide, but he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do whatever I can. I got it. And he salutes. You know the way to the vault? Oh, I do. I know the way to all the vaults. <sighs> let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's go. And Maggie takes one last look. Uh, Caroline standing behind her imposingly, arms crossed, says, don't screw this up. Billy, yes, one more time. Mm, can I say goodbye to Wicker? And she, you see her resolve like break a little bit as she kind of goes like, oh. Because he can't come with us. Wicker runs to you. Yes, you can say goodbye. Wicker. And I put my face in his fur or her fur. <laughs> Was that my voice? No, that was, was that? that was Paul making oh. a cat noise. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have to be strong, Wicker, but you have been my friend, and I love you, and I miss you. And Wicker nuzzles your face. I nuzzle Wicker's face. And I wipe my tears on his face. Her face. Her face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, gender's a, a, a person thing. Who knows? A cat doesn't really care. Billy doesn't know anything about gender. Yeah. And I love you. I think I said it already. Do you love me? Ving says, she says she loves you too, Billy. And she believes in you, and, and she knows that you you will do the right thing when the time comes. I'll never forget you. <laughs> and she says, you won't have to. Wicker hands you a compass rose. H- hands? Hands. <laughs> yes, pause you. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Boy, am I the only one using my imagination here? <laughs> so, yeah, you see that classic thing where, like, in 90s shows, there was like a, a paw on a stick that they would use yeah. whenever a dog would do something crazy. Yeah. 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 It's so like they, it's that. It's like a cat's paw on a stick. It's totally fucking stiff. You can see the Velcro and with a piece of Yeah, rose on there's it. a fucking compass rose glued to it. Follow then, this. And then it just touches Billy's face. <laughs> Take this compass rose. <laughs> Ving tells you. Really? So now you have a compass rose. Yeah. So Ving is saying Wicker wants you to take a rose. Yeah, take the compass rose and, and follow this rose. It'll lead you to where you need to go. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty nice, actually. Wicker cannot pick things. Wicker is a cat. I just want to be clear. Wicker <laughs> nudges a compass rose yeah. with his goddamn schnoz towards <laughs> Billy. The fuck? Oh, you people, <laughs> rocks turned into an axe. Yeah, Sean, you really ruined a moment oh here. Oh, fuck. fuck. There it's was nice. a fish horse for it's a while It's nice, there. but it can, be, it can be nice and make sense. No. <sighs> it made sense before. Okay. okay. Wicker hands me a rose. <laughs> I, with in, her in, in her yes, teeth. In her teeth. Wicker hops down from the couch that she's been sitting on. She runs out outside of the door of Cartwin's apartment. <gasps> Wicker. And she comes back, padding back in, 
with a compass rose in her mouth. And she walks up to Billy and she drops it at his feet. <gasps> what do I do with it? And she meows and meow, 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 meow. Uh, she says that follow this rose. It'll lead you to where you need to go. <gasps> and if you keep this with you, she says that she will always be able to come back to you. <gasps> I love you, Wicker. Um, and I, I give her another hug and I put the rose in my pouch with my blanket. And you all leave. Well, as we're walking away from uh, Cartwin's apartment, I, I like I'm talking to Billy. I'm like, that's really nice that he gave you that gift. Yeah. She. Uh, should I give her something? No, you or, don't have to. What I, What do I do? Nothing. That's just nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. He, she gave me a gift too. What? She left a dead mouse in my sleeping bag. Oh, she'll be able to find you too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and before you like well and truly leave the high spear mall, is there anything that you want to do? I have a couple of things. I a couple of things I need to finish up before we leave. Okay, what is the first one? Uh, I'm gonna go to the Spearmint B and B to find okay. Dan. Uh huh. Spearmint is a nice, cozy little B and B, um, not unlike a Holiday Inn. Not that cozy. Pretty shitty, actually. <laughs> But it's very standard. <laughs> Nothing like a holiday in. In your travels, um, Billy, you don't haven't really traveled all that much. Uh, but Ving and Tuck, you've seen a ton of spearmint B and Bs. It's mm-hmm. definitely a chain owned by like one family, and their thing was like, we're gonna put a bunch of B and Bs in every goddamn city in the world, and they did it. And they're they did it certainly oh. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's their that's their slogan is spearmint B and B. Certainly everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you go to the Spearmint BMV and you ask for Colonel Dan Fossey. Yeah. I go up to the guy at the counter. I'm like, uh-huh. hey. And then I look at his name tag. Oh, fuck. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Sir, what's your name? Torg. Hey, you, Torg. Look at me. I am looking at you. I came in at this pretty hot. Yes, you Let's certainly start it did. again. And I, I, I shuffle back. <laughs> I shuffle back around the corner. <laughs> Pretend you're wearing a tie. And then I come back out. I'm like, hello, sir. Hello. Okay, I'm going to try that one more time. I'm like, hi. Hello. Torg. Yes. I'm looking for a friend of mine. What's their name? Dan, either Colonel Dan or Dan Fossey or Dan Derglot. He looks at like a sheet of paper he has in front of him. Mm. Room 4-1. And he goes back to reading whatever book he was reading. What book is he reading? And I, that's, I notice he's reading a book and I shut. Oh, like, what are you about, reading? I'm about to walk away and I see the book and I shuffle back. I'm like, what book are you reading? He kind, he's kind of embarrassed and he turns away. He says, nothing. No, tell me. No, Don't it's be a shy, Torg. It's a book. It's just a book. Come on. It's a normal book. What is the title? It's Love and Lust. Oh, can I see the cover? (laughs) (laughs) No. Billy. What? You're a child. Can I see the cover? Yeah, can we see the cover? And then Ving and I shuffle behind the counter. We squeeze back there with him. No, I go over the counter. (laughs) (laughs) Climb right over. Yeah. uh, He's like kind of sheepish, but he turns the cover to you and it's like, um, it's it's like a buff knight. Whoa. Um, but he doesn't have a chest plate. It's just bare chested. <laughs> but he's wearing all the rest of the armor. And he's like got his arm around um, like another knight. 
who also doesn't have a chess piece. Oh, sick. Guys, what does it look like? It's, uh, <laughs> shit. Two daddies hugging. <gasps> yeah. Wow. And they, they're, they've just built a tent. Oh, is it a nice tent? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's wildly larger than you would think is humanly possible. Cool. <laughs> When you are done with this book, may I borrow it? Um, sure. We'll g- finish it quick because we're gonna grab it on the way out. Good luck, room four one. <laughs> okay, and like we go up to four one. Yeah. goes. Good for you. <laughs> goes upstairs. <laughs> he, Torg looks around like, what? <laughs> There's no stigma against homosexuality in no. this world. No, honestly, like. This is a show for escapism. Like, you know, like stuff's cool. Yeah. Everybody's cool. It's the best. Uh so you go up to room four one and knock on the door, I guess? Yeah, I do. And you hear uh just a second, just a second. The- Housekeeping. <laughs> you see the light behind the the peephole dim for a second and you hear oh! And I guess what I hear that I instinctively Kick, kick the, the door. door. <laughs> Give me a it's, defy danger. It is, no, you know it what? It is a 100% instinct reaction, though. <laughs> and what happened is... It's a knee-jerk reaction. No, but you're kicking the door open, but, like, <laughs> it was in the process of being opened. <laughs> and it just... You, your foot slams against it, and you hear... Oh! <laughs> and uh, sprawled out on the little hallway between the doorway and the main bedroom is Dan Dragalot. Dan! Hey! Dan! Yeah. Wow. Oh, it has been... I didn't think I would ever see you three again. How are you? We're who's, good. Who's this? That's and Ving. Billy, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you hear, I'm Mears. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we forgot Mears was here. <laughs> yeah, no, I get. I figured. I figured. I'm supposed but to keep you know an what? eye on you. Mears didn't forget. That's why he's with us. That's why yeah. he's the leader. That's right. Technically. Okay. <laughs> What's going on with you, Kern? Uh... Oh, 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 it's great. Uh, Lumpley and I, we started a new business. We're sort of, we've been here at the Spearmint for a few months now. And um, uh, what the fuck happened to your hands? <laughs> oh, with these? Ugh. Is that deliberate? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Ugh. Uh, a- yeah, anyway, sorry. We've been at the Spearmint for a few months. We got a new business. Uh, I think you guys are going to be pretty excited to hear. We went all in on hats. And how did that turn out for you? Bad. Wow. Uh, so now, that was a couple months ago. So after Hats, <laughs> we went to uh, Kettle Corn. And? Mm, terrible. Wow. Uh, okay, what next? Uh, right now, the idea is bespoke watch straps. Okay. Let mm. me stop you there. Okay. Rethink I- that. Oh, my God. You're right. No one's going to wear a watch. <laughs> They're huge. Oh, what next? What next? And he starts walking around his room. Uh, oh, hey, what uh, what are you doing here? Oh, right. You owe us money from w- the fucking when we dragged your ass into and out of that swamp hole. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, his eye like he's walking around and you see his eyes go. Oh. oh. Dang. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I-, I do. Don't I? You sure do. Oh, man. Well, mm-hmm. have I got great news for you. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Oh, I'm trying to think of some great news. 
It's hats, isn't it? It might be hats. How do you guys feel about hats? Fuck you, Colonel Dan. <laughs> yeah, give us our goddamn money. Don't try and weasel out of this again. What about kettle corn? I swear to God, I know you have money in here, and if you don't fucking cough it up, <laughs> I will smash every fucking object in this room. That's yours. Yes. That sounds like a parlay. Here we go. Right, so parlay. it's a 2d6 plus charisma, and the thing is give me money or I'm going to smash all your stuff? Yeah. Okay. Nine. Nine. Anybody want to aid? Yeah, I'll aid. So it's 2d6 plus your bonds. How are you aiding? Uh, give me all your shit or I'll smash your shit. Um, touch you with these hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll stick these crystals where the sun don't shine, Colonel Dan. Five plus my bond, two. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Great. Mm. Okay, perfect. So that's a 10 and your aid is great. Um, so he goes, okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Look, 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 we are on thin ice with the Spearmint BNB. So please do not break anything. How much did I owe you? <laughs> uh, I assumed guys, it was, I assumed that you five, knew it was five, it was five per day, per three months person, ago, three months ago. Well now hold on. It was, it was five to get me to Mudlark. I think five per person per day. And that it was a seems three high. Day trek in, so that's times 15, three has 45. 45. We're at 45 <sighs> gold coins. And then we, did you want us to fucking leave you in Mudlark? Yeah, but hey, guess what? Hey, that we wasn't, can put you back there. No, man, that wasn't part of our deal. Are you serious? I did not hire you to get me out of Mudlark. Oh, we did that because we like you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we don't like you, Dan. I assumed that you were doing it out of the goodness of your hearts. Well, you assumed wrong, you cheap shit. <laughs> Give us, you know what? We'll take 45. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 45. 45 it is. And he uh, he says, turn, turn around. No. No, Why? turn Why? around. No. I kind of is- you know what? After you literally kicked my door in to demand money from me, I don't want you to know where my little nest egg is. Is your nest egg potentially in that Fabergé egg on the shelf? <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes like flick towards the egg. <laughs> And he goes, no. Does that thing even hold 45 coins? No. Does uh. it hold more? No. <gasps> I believe him. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to take this egg. No, 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 no. He runs over to the egg. He said, 45 gold. That was the deal. I'll give it to you right now. Okay, yeah. Don't make us turn around. Oh, no mystique with you. And he takes the egg down and he kind of covers it and he turns away a little bit. Don't you, do that. And you hear a squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. I already did. <sighs> squeaky, 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 squeaky. <laughs> and uh, jingle, jangle, jingle, jingle, jingle. Squeaky, 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 nah. squeaky. And he puts it back on the shelf. And he comes over and he, he dumps it into like a little bag. He says, all right, here you go. Said, and we're, we're done. We're, we're square. We're clear. That's all. You got it, Dan. Here you go, Billy. Here's 15. Thank you. And Mears goes, uh, we had money. We have expense money. Yeah, but you're in charge of that money. This is our money. We can do whatever we want with this. All right. Well, hey, uh, and he starts moving out of the way uh, as um, Lumpley, the halfling merchant, saunters into the room because there's is a tw- is two beds. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Lumpley goes, what is going on in here? Oh. 
It's you guys. Yeah, man. How you doing? What's up, Lumpley? I'm doing all right. You know how it is. You know how business goes. Business is the way that it is, and that's the way that Lumpley lives. And uh, he says, oh, hey, and he ruffles Billy's hair a little bit, and he kind of looks at you for a little bit longer. Yeah, what? What's up? What are you, you looking at? You look different. Oh, is it my mustache? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one, but I th- like to think I do. No, it's not. I don't know. Never mind. Well, anyways, and he sees you like counting the gold coins on the bed and like divvying them up. And he goes, oh, Dan, Dan, you push over because I tried. I And Lumpley looks at you like, did he try? Yeah. No, he tried. <clears throat> okay. He tried. Well, I mean, I threatened to break everything he owns. Mm. I threatened to put these inside of him. You're going to put those inside of me? That's what I think I said. (laughs) All right. right. Well, you know, it was uh, was nice seeing you. I hope that you didn't take us for too much uh, because we got big plans, big plans, bespoke watch straps. And Dan goes, no, we're not. I don't think we should do that anymore. Well, we'll we'll come up with something. Yeah, you will. You guys are going to take over this town, the two of you. Yeah. You're going to have your name in lights. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Okay. Thanks for honoring the deal, Dan. You're a solid man. Good merchant. You know you don't mean that. No, yeah, for sure not. You're a terrible (laughs) merchant, but you're a solid guy. So Dan kind of looks at the three of you like, you know what? Thanks for for everything. I love you, Dan. Whoa. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) Your heart, Billy. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Dan. Bye, everybody. Billy. I love you too. Okay. Whoa, th- it's a child. He's a fucking Dan. weirdo. And then we, yeah, we just storm out. <laughs> yeah. And we scoop Billy up protectively. Thank you. I don't I know was, what he was going to do there. His eyes got wild. I was being, <laughs> I was being platonically kind. Listen, I know what platonic is, and I did not see that in your eyes. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, Dan. Bye, bye, bye. And he closes the door. And then we grab that love and lust book from the. Counter guy on the way out. And Tor goes, okay, you know, I'm not done, but I don't think I'm going to finish anyways. Don't worry, Torque. You'll find your dads. And he looks at you like, thank you. You'll find your dads too. He already has. And we join hands and walk out. All right. What's the second thing Tuck wanted to take care of? I wanted to go to the security office and search through uh, Shethane's desk. So you go back to the security office. There's various security officers sitting around that you don't recognize any of them. Hmm. Hey, what's going on? This is like a middle-aged woman. It's like, hey, what's up? Uh, Is anyone know Shethane? Our boss? Yes. Well, our former boss, I suppose. Who's the number two here? Who's in charge now? That's me right here. What's your name? Tina. Tina what? Tina Durger? <laughs> Tina Durger. Turner, but let's do Durger. Tina Durger. Tina Durger, security officer. Yeah, that's me. What's up? What can I do for you? You need some help? Yeah, Shethane gave us these keys before he, <laughs> he stayed behind in a different plane of existence. So we're going to rifle through his shit, and then we're going to leave them with you. Well, you know what? I have no reason to say no, <laughs> but Shethane's office is now Tina Durger's office, so you can find all of Shethane's things in a box 
in the hall. Okay, yeah, we'll go out there. Yep, and there it is. What's in there? Uh, like a bunch of writing implements and cool paper. Anything and good? Some pictures. Uh, I guess there would be a couple things that he'd confiscated. <gasps> like what? What are the goods? Roll me a two d six. What am I rolling with? No, it's just a straight roll. Oh, four. Um, you find a really nice. A uh, golden filigreed spoon. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of burnished, but it looks really nice. And Billy, your um thiefy hands, you you get the idea that this is probably worth like around forty coin. Let's pocket this. <laughs> Shithane would want it. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to do? Is there anything else in there that's any good? I mean, it's his bo- It's a box of all his stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess there'd be one more thing. It's probably not going to be as like overtly valuable because you get the idea that anything truly valuable of his would have been skimmed already. What are the, the pictures? What's in the pictures? It's like there's a woman <gasps> and um, she's just like a human woman with kind of light hair. Can it's I like take a, the picture? It's a portrait. Sure. I take the picture. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so you can ro- give me another one of those rolls that's like the D10 and the D6. Tuck, if you want to jam through. I got two sixes. Two sixes, which is a 12. Oh, my God. Well, that was a mistake on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finally. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, Cool. Okay, so at the very very bottom of the box, sort of in the corner, and it's like in another thing. It was in like a pencil cup. Mm -hmm. You find um, a small ring made of a very light colored wood that's been smoothed down and it's got a small arrow carved into it and ving you immediately recognize this as uh the insignia of the ranger corps that's a ranger ring and you know that especially outside the great forest they are incredibly rare and would be extremely valuable i will trade you this picture of a woman for it (laughs) deal <laughs> uh, but go ahead and roll me 3d6 can you can you roll these twice and then one more eight 12 fuck oh. <laughs> all-powerful ranger ring uh you think that if you were to find the right person because it's a very like you know the average joe is not going to care but like a collector of that sort of object uh, would probably pay up to 1,200 coins for it. <gasps> Whoa! We're fucking rich! This is a great find. I like that Like I've never given you guys treasure, really. And now this is just sort of paying off for all the shit you've been through. All Can the treasure Ving you should through the box? <laughs> I think two valuable things. I think so. Probably yeah, good. good. I, I take the picture of the woman and I, I just press it into my uh, amulet. Oh, like... And Wait, like, do you cover up the other woman or the horse? The horse. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's two women that Tuck is not entirely sure who they are. No, but I've, I've, I put it in there because it's like, you're important to Shethane. So I'll keep you close. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Nice. Aww. Mm-hmm. Great. So is there anything else that anybody wants to take care of in the High Spear Mall before you set out? No, I just no. toss the keys to Tina and I'm like, keep it warm for me while I'm gone. <laughs> And Tina looks at you, <laughs> Tina looks at you. Tina kind of gives you like a once up and down. She says, 
Maybe. <gasps> and she goes back into the office. You, and then I trip. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just fall on your ass. And then, but you also hear from the office, Tina go, did you hear that? That was a good line. <laughs> I am extremely proud of that. And you hear a guy go like, it was pretty good. Uh, and yeah, so you, are you heading out? Please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Vig's getting antsy in the mall. He, he's All right. having a conniption fit. Um, yeah, so 20 days later. <laughs> wow. That adventure was mind-blowing. Um, well, so uh, you head out of the High Spear Mall, and you travel through the city of High Spear proper, which... Though you've been in the mall for a while, you've spent no time in the actual city of High Spear. And you see people going up with their lives, and you hit one of the main gates. Mears is leading the way. He suggests very earnestly that you maybe get a mount of some kind or a wagon so you don't have to walk for 20 days. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, Mears, you're in charge. This is oh. your time. Oh, man. Uh, I'll find the mount. Okay. I guess you get the cart. Sure. Yeah. Maggie gave me some money Mm -hmm. and uh, Mears leaves you two for a while. Billy and Tucker just hanging out like, I don't know, at a cafe or something. Well, we're like flush with money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you do at a cafe when you have cash? Okay. What's in the cafe? It's baked goods of various kinds. Croissant. Yeah. Describe them. Uh, There's ones with cheese in them. All right. There's ones with little hot dogs in them. Uh, there's <laughs> one with like a little nice mashed potato sort of thing in it. Mm. Yeah. There's also Danishes. Nope. Can't call them that. Why can't we call it a Danish? Because they're Shanish. from Denmark. Okay. Denmark's a direction. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Danishes. Yeah. I ask the waitress, mm-hmm. uh, could I have 12 of the mashed potato croissants? <laughs> And uh, 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 the biggest oat milk that you have, steamed, please. The biggest oat milk that you have. It's the size of the other ones. Okay. Is he going to get hammered off that? No, no. oat milk is fine. Oat milk. Yeah. <gasps> but do you have, I, I lean into her, do you have cow's milk? She looks at you like, yeah. Can I have a sm- very small cup of cow's milk. Like an ounce? Yeah. Just... So is this, would you consider this a feast? Yes. Okay. So a feast costs 15 coins. 15 Whoa. coins. He does it. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I would have expected. Uh, yeah. So she comes back with like a shit ton of baked goods and she comes back with a big wooden cup of cow's milk as well. Oh my God. This is a shot? <laughs> oh, it's milk. You want less? Uh, well, I, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Billy is going to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah sorry. Gonna... Our cups only come in one size. Okay. If if the listeners don't know, halflings get drunk on cow's milk. Oh, too yeah. rich. It's so rich and creamy. That's why they drink oat's milk most of the time. Well, yeah. they mostly drink oat's milk because they can't reach the cows. <laughs> um, and it's way easier milk oats. Because <laughs> they're just not tall enough. But yeah. when they do get some cow's milk, they're just like, oh, party time. Party time. So mm. Billy's going nuts on these croissants yeah. and the cow milk. Yeah. And is Tuck just watching this happen? No, I'm, do- I'm somewhere else. What are you doing? I'm 
I went to the uh, the alleyway and playing craps. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> you I, left me alone. I left you with the waitress. Okay. <laughs> Uh, technically I left you with the waitress. So you find some people playing a dice game. Yes. I walk up to them and they're like, Hey, what do you want? Get out of here. It's like, Hey, I got this. And I open up my hand and there's 15 coin in it. And they all go, Whoa, let's get some fucking business. Come on in. Come on in, pal. Roll the bones. Okay. And I pick up the dice. What? How does this game work? Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, this it's going to be a two d six, two d six, and a seven to nine is a partial success, and a ten is a full success, and okay. a six is a failure. So, please understand. Hey, I'm betting it all on black. That's five. That's a five, and they go. So you go. I'm betting it all on black. Roll, and they go red, and they take it away. <laughs> they like, take fifteen coins right I'm like, uh Sailor's job is never done, and I I, I salute. I give him a little salute. I walk away, and I trip as I leave the alley. <laughs> <laughs> and you come back into the into the cafe, and Billy is uh, knee deep in a pile of croissants and drunk. I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what's Billy doing? Uh, he's just having a good time. <laughs> he is living large and in charge. He's feeling loose. He's feeling conversational. I feel like he is saying this to the waitress. Say, he's saying this, <laughs> saying this he right now. He he's is. feeling loose and in charge and in charge. Yeah. And Tuck, you come back in and Billy's face is covered in milk. Like he's got that milk mustache <laughs> all around his face. I turn to the waitress and I'm like, you, did you give him real milk? Yes. He can't handle it. How am I supposed to know that? You were supposed to be taking care of him. I thought I was. <laughs> I really, truly thought I was. Don't I gave worry, milk Janice. to a child. Janice? Janice, you did a great, great job. I feel great. Thanks, little guy. No problem. I'm going to assume you can take this from here. I can handle this, Janice. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. And then I turned to Billy, like, did you get so drunk you started narrating your own actions again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Ving, it's at this point you return with, uh, with your mount, with the mount that you've acquired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Ving comes back with what? Uh, hippopotamus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why not? Um, okay. Uh, Is that... No, I'm. Hey, whatever. Hey, we, it, we're going. It's a hippopotamus covered in hair. It's fa- a hairy hippopotamus. <laughs> Fantasy world, sweet. Yep. I'm into it. What's it called? A woolly, a wool, woolly pig. Woolly pig, great. Wow. So it's a big, hairy pig-looking thing with a big, wide mouth that's very comfortable in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they love to swim, which is where we need to go. Great, yeah. find the crocodiles. And uh, and Mears shows up shortly after wait wait did you name what's it's what's this thing called because mirrors gave you a little bit of money to get a mount so that's covered <clears throat> also he had the best temperament out of all the mounts i talked to sweet yeah um <laughs> what's his name um francis francis <laughs> francis the woolly pig and uh mirrors is walking down the street and you see behind him being pulled by two uh strapping youths uh, is the absolute shittiest cart you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. It's like, it's big enough for all of you and your stuff, uh, but it looks like it might fall apart 
at any moment. Amir's goes, I, I really overlent to Ving on the Mount. And, uh, this is what we got. Sorry guys. Oh, it's great. All right. Well, let's, let's mount up. And they strap Francis into the cart and, and you load up Billy's wasted. Uh, (laughs) Mears is already stressed at having to lead this expedition and he's driving. He's got the reins to Francis in his hand. And he, so Mears takes the cart on the westward road and he looks at all of them. He says, okay, buckle in. Cause this first part's going to be a little rough. If we're going to make it through the Firefield principality, we're going to want to beat the monsoons. And he whips Francis and starts heading down the road. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. With me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long, everybody. Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Uh, good night, everyone. And playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Thanks to West Lord, our technical producer. Thanks to Aaron Reed of Vancouver's Sunday Service for our amazing intro and outro music. Thanks to Gavin at Input Cowork in Nanaimo, BC for our wonderful recording space for this evening. And thanks to you for listening. Have a great night, everybody. Well, it's night here. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though 